0: Hill Seventy Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in two thousand and twenty. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today. Coming up, Ottawa offers a two-year delay in new transport regulations for cattle. The official six twenty CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch, real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Cloudy skies, snow beginning late this afternoon. Wind southeast 30, the high minus 12. Tonight, 2 to 4 centimeters of snow, the low minus 14. Friday, snow ending in the morning, then mainly cloudy with 60% chance of flurries. Wind becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50. Temperature falling tomorrow to minus 19 in the afternoon. Wind chill minus 20 in the morning, minus 31 in the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, the low minus 25. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high minus 19, low minus 18. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 12, the low minus 17. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 17. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 11, the low minus 18. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 14. Normal high for this state, minus 8. The normal low, minus 20. The sun rose at 8.50 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot. Is Maple Creek again today? I believe it's the fourth day in a row at minus 2. The cold spot, Stony Rapids, now at minus 35. Estevan is minus 13. Saskatoon, minus 14. Swift Current, minus 10. Weyburn, minus 14. Yorkton is minus 18. Light snow in Regina, minus 16. That's 3 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southeast 28 gusting to 40. Humidity is 80%. The barometer dropping 101.7 light snow and moose job 15 winds are from the southeast at 21 once again regina light snow minus 16 that's three above fahrenheit back in a moment the canadian cattle industry is getting a two-year delay on enforcement of new transport regulations set to come into effect in february the federal government says the two-year transition period will enable the cattle sector to complete research on infrastructure education and awareness of livestock transportation Saskatchewan stock growers president Bill Huber says his group had been pushing for a delay in the regulations.
1: Well, that's certainly good news. Uh, I know uh, our association, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers, have lobbied pretty hard for those uh, changes not to take effect immediately till they have more consultation with with industry groups. So this is certainly good news because the numbers don't show that it's you know that there's enough harm to livestock by keeping them on trailers that much longer. And I think they need to do some more research and study on that but it's certainly good news.
0: Why is it so important that there be a transition period for these new regulations?
1: Well I think they, they went ahead uh, about a year ago now and they said that they were would implement the new regulations February 20th of 2020 and they hadn't even uh, finished consultations with industry groups so that was a little concerning so we tried to push on that and uh, and get them to reconsider that. There's also a lot of feeder cattle move from Alberta through into to eastern Canada to mid-central Canada, and those cattle would have to be unloaded, and we were concerned that there's enough space to unload them and that they're comfortable when they are unloaded and they're not sitting on a trailer somewhere in a, in a yard waiting to be unloaded. So certainly a, a couple of years gives us more time to do a little more homework on that.
0: That allows for more research as well, and, and setting up some infrastructure for transit points, I take it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Now, tell me a little bit about the uh, reasons behind this. They felt it was to improve humane transport of animals, but uh, your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I've trucked personally. I've trucked cattle all over Canada and North America into the U.S. And cattle, uh, if you unload at 36 hours or 24 hours, there's as much stress on loading and unloading those cattle, and there is leaving them on the leaving them on a the trailer. of the time they won't eat or drink if they're loaded and and not crowded. And and all transport haulers are are very good that way with the care and and concern of the cattle that they're hauling. So we're just thinking that the the numbers didn't prove that there was that many injured cattle coming off trailers after a 48-hour period.
0: Now on another topic, uh, this week, the US MCA, a revised version of the North American trade deal, was approved. still has to go through Congress, of course, and uh, Parliament, but your reaction to it?
1: Well, that's certainly good news. Uh, you know that it's always a concern of uh, industry and the industry and the livestock producers and agriculture as a whole that we have trading agreements, especially with the U.S. and Mexico. It's so very vital to our operations because we're so dependent on trade in Canada and especially in Saskatchewan where so much of our agriculture products are produced and and marketed.
0: Now, Bill, as I've got you near your end, uh, look back on 2019, your thoughts on this past year.
1: Well, it's been a a challenging year, to say the least. We started out with an extremely cold February. We went into a a spring that was a lot of adverse conditions. A lot of parts of the province were severely hit with a drought until mid-June. Some went a little longer than mid-June, and then we've seen adequate rainfall and excessive rainfall fall in certain parts of the province, and leading into a terrible harvest where where producers struggled to get feed up and good quality feed. So it's been a challenge, but I think as far as the livestock sales go, markets are holding fairly steady. We've been to a few bred cow sales, and they're down from where they were a year ago, but it's been a tough year, and cash flow is short, and some areas and different producers if they're diversified in grain and, and livestock. A lot of crops still out in the fields.
0: Give me a look ahead for twenty twenty, your thoughts?
1: Oh, I think twenty twenty. We're going into the spring in most areas I think with adequate moisture for germination and and looks like that there's enough moisture in the ground and subsoil moisture in most parts of the province to start the grass and for pastures and I'm quite optimistic we're gonna have a you know adequate rainfall next summer. It's or frost if we could depend on that old wives tale that says it's going to rain but i think producers are pretty optimistic and we're we're a resilient bunch and and i think we look forward with optimism not pessimism
0: bill huber of lipton is the president of the saskatchewan stock growers association the new regulations that will be delayed for two years lower the maximum transport time for cattle to 36 hours from the current 48 hours pigs will continue to have a shorter maximum travel time than cattle the pig travel time will be reduced from the current 36 hours to 28 hours in February. Hello folks, Bill Creech here with Hill Seventy Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, Charleys, red and black Angus bulls, and Galway balancers. Seventy-five percent of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Longer harvests and grain drying are becoming more common and cover a larger geographic area. Joy Agnew is the Director of Applied Research at Olds College in central Alberta. She did some number crunching on the past 12 harvests in Alberta. She wanted to find how much of the Alberta crop was combined by October 9th in each year.
2: I was specifically looking at the amount of crop that had remained unharvested after October 9th, which seems like a, an arbitrary date, but that's right around the time that the ambient temperature in Western Canada drops below 10 degrees Celsius. And that's typically when you see natural dry down effect in the field or in the bin stopping or slowing down significantly. So the crop that comes off after October 9th typically requires drying.
0: Agnew says between 2008 and 2013, there were only two years in six where less than 80% of the Alberta crop had been combined. However, between 2014 and 2019, there were five harvests when less than 80% was in the bin by October 9th. The last two years, the number has been in the low 40% range. Prior to moving to Olds early this year, Agnew spent the past decade with the Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. She conducted extensive grain drying and storage research at PAMI. Agnew was a feature speaker at the Farm Forum event in Saskatoon.
2: There was the typical questions about, oh, you know, my grain is only 1% over, safe to store storage, or safe to to store moisture content, it should be okay, right? And you know what? Keep an eye on it. Please keep an eye on it, especially if it's canola, because canola is that much more tricky or finicky, and have a plan in place to turn it, or do something with it if a problem does arise. You know, monitoring is one thing, but having a plan in place is another.
0: She also heard from producers about the stress of substantial grain drying in back-to-back years.
2: I'm not even a primary producer, right? And that drive between Olds and Saskatoon on Monday, seeing how much crop was out there, it was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking for me, and that's not my investment out in the field. So I can't imagine what the producers are going through. It's, it's amazing that they have the fortitude to come to an event like this and learn uh, learn more about everything so that, that next year will be better. And, yeah, kudos to them.
0: Agnews says more farmers are using sensors and cable to monitor grain temperature inside of bins. The Canola Council of Canada is lobbying the federal government for a higher renewable content in diesel fuel. President Jim Everson says there are a couple of things that can be done to boost domestic use of canola and reduce greenhouse gas emissions.
3: One is to increase the mandate that provincial governments currently have. In western Canada it's at 2% currently for diesel. You could over time increase that percentage to motivate more use of biofuels in traditional transportation diesel. The second is um, I would look to what the federal government is currently doing in their plans for the Clean Fuel Standard, which is a carbon intensity oriented program that rewards feedstocks used in transportation fuels that have low GHG emission factors, and canola does.
0: Everson notes the Saskatchewan government's new growth plan includes a long term goal for increasing canola crushing.
3: Premier Moe you know, with a target of trying to process 75% of the canola we produce in Saskatchewan, I laid that out as a goal. Well, you know, one really practical way of getting there is to make sure we're using more canola in the biofuels market, which would lead to some, you know, incentive for more investment in the processing community in Saskatchewan.
0: Another priority for the Canola Council is improved funding for research agencies such as the Canadian Food Inspection Agency and the Pest Management Regulatory Agency, known as the PMRA.
3: For example, water monitoring, you know, looking at uh, monitoring water supplies, watersheds across Canada for detection of farm products and that sort of thing, you know, if we don't have that kind of data, if if it's not available to PMRA, then their science-based decisions are not as robust as they could be if they have that kind of information.
0: The research community is also looking for a regulatory environment that encourages innovation for both seed and crop protection products.
3: And now there's these new innovative technologies that are coming along and there's uncertainty about how they will be regulated by the Canadian government and I think if we can clarify that uncertainty it will open the door for, you know, provide clarity for our seed researchers so they can get on and do some really excellent work.
0: Everson says Canada is in danger of falling behind the US, Australia and Japan which have already taken steps to clarify the regulatory process on new tools such as gene editing.
3: The United States has a system where you can get a relatively quick response from their administration on whether your product is going to be regulated in a certain way or not. And so that gives clarity to the researcher you know, who can then press on with their work in the knowledge of how it's going to be considered when it comes to the regulatory platform.
0: Jim Everson is the president of the Canola Council of Canada. G3 Canada has announced plans to build two new grain elevators in Saskatchewan and Alberta. G3 Swift Current will have a capacity of 42,000 tonnes on CP Rail. A 34,000 ton terminal will also be built at Vermilion, Alberta. Both facilities will include a loop track that can load a 150 car unit train and the ability to unload a Super B truck in less than five minutes. G3 has a grain terminal under construction in Vancouver and will open in 2020. The company is also building five other grain elevators in Alberta. G3 has elevators in this province at Melville, Pasqua, Saskatoon, Colonse, Maidstone, Plenty, and Leader. SGEU members at Livestock Services of Saskatchewan have voted in favor of a new five-year contract. The new agreement covers the period from October 2016 to September 2021 and includes wage hikes of 0% in the first two years and 4% over the last three years. Members will receive back pay for wage hikes retroactive to October last year. The agreement also has improved pension and benefits. The livestock inspectors and staff handle brand inspection services, manage the province's brand registry, and license livestock dealers. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornsson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1 800 284 9999. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 80 cents at four eighteen twenty eight. dollars 28 Oats gained $1.10 at $200.51. Number one red spring wheat went up $372 at 212 dollars The rest were unchanged. Durham 26639, feed barley 15768, flax 52135, lentils 37250, yellow peas 24489, feed wheat 15683. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up 5 and a quarter cents at 523 and a half cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574.
1: This is the micro-report for the Assiniboia Livestock Auction for the week of December twelfth. We didn't have a regular sale in Assiniboia this week. It was Weyburn's turn. The next regular sale of cow cows and cow bulls in Assiniboia is next Wednesday, at december eighteenth d one do the d one and two cows that we did sell sold between seventy eight and eighty eight cents d three cows sold between sixty five and seventy three canter cows forty to sixty cents good butcher bulls good meaty bulls sold between ninety eight cents and a dollar ten. The calf run is over for this year very few feed lots want to lay calves in at this time of year when they're short staffed during the holiday season which seems to last longer and longer every year. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting.
0: And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, SIG 5, TCP, BP2, 131.62 per ckg. For BP4, TCP4, it's 147.82 per ckg. The outlook for today, cloudy, snow beginning late this afternoon, wind southeast 30, the high minus 12. Two to four centimeters of snow tonight, the low minus 14. Tomorrow, snow ending in the morning, then mainly cloudy, 60 percent chance of flurries. Wind becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50, and the temperature falling to minus 19 tomorrow afternoon. Wind chill minus 20 in the morning, minus 31 in the afternoon, and risk of frostbite, the low minus 12. In Regina, light snow minus 16, that's three above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan agriculture today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.